Yeah, where, Dave? Where are you going to go? This you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. This isn't working. I figured you were going to say something witty, and I can use it for the I beginning. was going to, but as soon as you stopped talking, the silence, all I heard was Wes in the background saying, I love the way you smack my ass. You didn't know that was a thing? I did, but I forgot about yeah. that part of the song. It's very weird. It's, it's almost like part strange. of the song. It, I always thought that was a weird lyric. And then <laughs> I pictured it. And the fact that the song was like so popular and it had that lyric in it, I'm just like, this doesn't mm-hmm. settle with me. It's very strange. Yeah. It's a weird one. Like, it makes me... I feel like they went a little too rock star before they were rock star. And then... Oh, a little too rock star. Yeah, he's, and, he's then rock they, star yeah. and then they came out with Famous as, like, a comeback. God, so you, think, you think they wrote their own music? I have... I've never looked at the I've never looked at the credentials because I, I honestly could care less about Puddle of Mud. I've seen him live once and I was I actually left that concert like really? at will. I was like, eh, I'm fine. We can beat traffic today. <laughs> it's like, well, there's like eight other bands playing. It's like, yeah, but Puddle of Mud kind of just ruined it. I have no yeah. idea if they write their own I don't ever look at any of that stuff. I just always assume like, oh, music, band, music. <laughs> music. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. If it's like a pop artist, like, oh, there's no fucking way you wrote that. Like, you hired some Swedish well, guy. So that's why, <laughs> I guess I, I guess that's kind of why I say it. It's like, you know. But that's where all the money's at, man, is writing songs. Not even not even performing them. But, like, if you can I write was, a song for someone else. I always made that about, like, DJ Khaled or whatever his name is. Like, what does he actually do? Nothing. Exactly. Why is he so famous? Remix. <laughs> exactly. Like, you just, like, you just be on stage and just jump around and do nothing. Alright, boys. So I think today, we're going to start with this. For today's beer, this, is, this has kind of been like a thing. Like we do the beer, the beer review early, and it kind of works out, like for some of us and like whatnot. So I went somewhere local, ish, local to us. This is a uh, London. It's officially London Dairy, New Hampshire, but like uh, this place can actually be found very close to the Manchester Airport. One hundred and sixty Z's, Manchester sixty ounces. It's the same font, so it looks like 160 Z. So we went to this. Uh, we went to this fabulous place called Long Blue Cat Brewing Company. When did they get that name? Yeah, and they have a Long Blue Cat as a logo. Mm-hmm. And it's like a long you know what? Panther. What I will say about the tap room, they got like this really cool tap room. They got a cool outdoor area. It's got like some cornhole boards like set up, like the like That's fire nice. pits and like yeah. whatnot, like. Uh, like a cool little section inside it's got like that cool industrial feel it's like mm-hmm. the the steel like okay. the steel plated like everything like wooden like framework like it's a cool place and when i was sitting there for the uh, four or five beers that we had there i kept hearing meowing 
And I was like, dude, I'm like going nuts because like, I'm in like long blue cat. No, the goddamn staff was actually meowing at each other, which I'm like, okay, 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 staff, staff, okay. Everyone's got a gimmick, I guess. Right. And I guess, you know what? I take that as a good thing because like at least our employees are like getting into it. Right. Kind of a thing. Like when you go to, uh, what's that, um, Cold Stone Creamery and they like sing to you and shit? Sure. Every time you, you put a dollar in the chip, the tip jar, uh, they have to sing a song. Every time you go into Moe's. Welcome to Mo's. No, it's really Welcome to like, Mo's. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like <laughs> what? What? I know. It's like they're very enthusiastic. So, there were a couple of beers from this place that I enjoyed. Um, they had a black IPA there, which I'm a huge fan of the black IPAs because it, you know, I get my Viking out like drinking, drinking like black beer. It was actually like really delightful. They had a couple. I I can't remember the name of the IPA, but they had an IPA that was delicious. But I went easy on my boys here. <clears throat> I went with a 5.5% alcohol by volume. A It's called the London Buzz. This is the Honey Ale. So essentially, this is like their their lager, lager style. So evidently, they, uh, the London Buzz Bees from um, Hampstead, New Hampshire, produce both spring blossom and fall harvest honey for our brewery. Very so sweet. Actually, kind of cool. like Keeping it local. To, yeah. Keeping it local. To get the honey. So. Get the honey, honey. So these guys do like the growler fills. They do they do like the can distribution. Like they they had an awesome selection of beers. It was like there was like probably four or five different IPAs like in, a, in various styles. Um, there was a couple of sours that were available because that's like like the new thing. Like all these breweries have to like produce like some kind of sour. Sours which I'm not a sour guy. So if that's your thing, by all means. At one point, it's not beer to me anymore. But that's fine. You do you. So. Don't what we're gonna what we're gonna sample and critique is the London Buzz, the Honey Ale by Long Blue Cat Brewing Company, London, New Hampshire. Long Blue Panther. That's Sex Panther. That's different. Well, it looks like the Pink Panther, but blue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at the little honey bees right there. Mm-hmm. All right, cheers, boys. <clears throat> ting ting yeah. ting. Ooh, a little sweetness there. A lot of sweetness. That or I'm bleeding, but no, I'm pretty sure it's sweetness. <laughs> that or I'm bleeding. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll try again. Go ahead, dive in. The honey's there, that's for sure. You know what I enjoy about honey ales? Like, no, if I there don't. was like a bitter aftertaste, like the honey generally it out, takes yeah. it away, like kind of a thing. It's not bad. I've never had a honey ale. That mouthfeel. Well, I love welcome. honey. Well, welcome. I don't think I like honey ale. <laughs> okay. Not working, huh? I don't know. I mean, it's beer. Shit, so now I feel bad. I should have brought the black IPA. The black IPA was amazing. It's good. I I think because it is very sweet, I think drinking a lot of these would make me very sick. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, it, just the sweetness would be too much after a while. How many calories is this? <laughs> um... It's just a, the honey is like a, just not a flavor I'd expect in a beer ever. It's, it's different. It's definitely weird. It's not that it's bad. What do you think, Marcus? I want you to do your... As far as I'm concerned, <clears throat> I mean, it's a, it's a very light lager style. It's very smooth. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
Um, I wouldn't use the word crushable. Like I wouldn't pound these. Like this is something that like I I I'd like want to enjoy. But um, if I'm in like a brewery, like kind of a thing, and it's like primarily primarily like IPAs and like whatnot, like this. Like when I was there, like this was like a refreshing, like kind of like. Um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Cleanser. <clears throat> There's a little bit of like a cleansing this to sure. this because like, and what I'll say about their IPAs, they weren't they weren't overly hoppy by like any means, but like this is kind of like I don't know. It's like that thin line between like dessert beer and like refreshing beer, mm-hmm. like kind I mean, of a yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean I get that. And kind of tastes like a Bonnington's. You ever had a Bonnington's ale? Pub ale? Ooh, I have, but not, not recently enough. I would say not in a long time. Yeah. yeah. That's what, because it's got, like, I think the Boddington's. I think it's the aftertaste that you get. The Boddington's are similar. Okay. That's the, they get that weird floater in there, right? Am I correct? Yeah. It's, got that, yeah. yeah, it's like a golden Guinness. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad. I don't, it's just, I. it's weird. I don't know how to. Now, if I critique this overall, I mean, out of our one to, one to six rating, I would give it a four. It's drinkable. Yeah. It's not my fave. Not the best beer I've ever had. I, I Definitely drinkable. If I was there and, like, nothing else was available or if I saw this in a store, I'd be, oh, sweet. They have Long Blue Cat's Honey Ale. I would have to go with a three. Right in the middle. Okay. Because I'm not, like, I don't know if I'd get it again, but it, it's, it's okay. I'm not sure. <laughs> Not sure. You know what makes me laugh? Like one of the things that I think of, like with these microbrews, like, like popping up, is, you know, everybody usually has like their go-to beer, like their beer choice. Like you're a Bud guy, or you're a Coors guy, you're a Miller guy, like kind of a thing. I I try to picture somebody going up as like I would like the Long Blue Cat, (laughs) Honey Ale. And it's like, it's like, it just doesn't equate to me like yeah. old school style. But I mean, that's the way of the world. Yeah. Now, you so. know that there's one guy that oh, that's no, all he drinks. Guy. He has a top hat and two, lives two, with his monocles. Mom. <laughs> two monocles. Two monocles. <laughs> oh my lord! Two in the same eye. I'd I'd say uh. I'm gonna go right between y'all. I'm gonna hit a three five. Three five. All right. Because it's not. I might get it again, but I just don't. I can't think. I can't put my finger on what that flavor is. It's like a. Because so like I'm I'm assuming it's the honey is a very like bold and rich flavor, and it's you don't very much there. expect it to be as smooth as it is. Like it's not subtle. It's definitely... No, it's, it's definitely like, hey, there's honey in this. Yeah, but it's not like... But it's weird because the finish is smooth. So, like, you're left like... I feel like I keep bracing for, like, a full, like... You know, like uh, like a stout. If you drink a Guinness or a Boddington's or something, you know back, it's going to have back, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that like, foamy, that bittery, like, stout, yeah. bitter taste. You know, it mm-hmm. doesn't have it. So, it's just like... Well, it's like a half stout. A half pub ale. I don't know. Hmm. Half pub. <laughs> Gives me a half pub. <laughs> I mean, if you don't mind the sweeter side of it, I mean, if it's it's not that it's, I mean, it's not subtle like Marcus said, but it's it's there. But if you like the sweetness. This will be your girlfriend's favorite beer. I feel like if you were big it. into ciders, you would enjoy this more. Okay. Okay. See what okay, I'm going with that? Okay. I see what you're doing there. 
All right. Well, we tried something local, Londonderry, New Hampshire. Like I said, if you fly into Manchester, you're gonna fl- you're actually gonna land in a field that looks like a farmer's backyard kind of a thing, and like this is like five minutes away, and it's also right down the street from this place called um, Backyard Brewing, which is phenomenal joint. Mm-hmm. So maybe coming up in future episodes, I'd have to go back to get more beer because I didn't bring any, but okay. <clears throat> none of it made it home. But that's the beer review. That's the beer review. That's the beer review. That's the beer review. Heavy metal headlines. Meow. I'm gonna start on a negative. Ah. Uh, I try my best, okay? <laughs> it's not me, it's you, Dave. Ugh. Every time. <laughs> um, I don't know if, if it's been around. Uh, we have another death in the music, uh, more on the rock side of things. Um, the Cinderella guitarist, uh, oh, Jeff yes. Labar, uh, passed away at 58, which that's pretty young. 58's young, man. You know what I mean? Like, both my parents are over 60, so, like, 58's young. Yeah. Um, no cause of death has yet been revealed. Case. Uh, according to Metal Sludge, Sludge, sorry, Labar's passing was confirmed by his son Sebastian. He wrote on social media, so I got the call. Jeff Labar, my father, my hero, my idol, passed away today. I'm currently at a loss for words. I love you, Pop. So yeah, essentially that's. Uh, I don't know if they still play. I don't think so. I haven't heard anything from Cinderella. Believe it or not, Why? Cinderella was actually still touring. Were they really? Okay, so yeah. Now they're not doing like what like Motley Crue and like sure, Poison sure. were doing, but they like you could still if you looked up like Cinderella, you could find dates mm-hmm. that they were playing and like with like a few you know a few other like you know eighties like throwbacks. Because they haven't released an album since ninety four. No, just stick still with climbing. sticking to what you know. Yeah, I mean that's nothing wrong with that. But uh, evidently he had a he had a quote unquote drinking problem. Oh shit! But yeah, which causes a rift between him and the bandmates. So there was that period of inactivity, I guess. So, um, yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, obviously, we've brought it up before and again. You know, we're gonna get to that age, that time period where we're gonna start getting up there. You know what I mean? I'll tell you what, though, fifty-eight. So 58, like, Cinderella that's... came out in probably eighty-five, eighty-six. Some eighty-two, like they that. formed. Eighty-two. Thank you. So. <clears throat> Thank you, Alexa. But they did emerge in the mid '80s. Yeah, that's usually the case. They're kind of up and around. <clears throat> so I'm trying to do like the math like quickly. Like this kid, this dude was a teenager when he was a metal star. Philly glam. Am, am I doing that math right? Like he was a teenager. He was like 17, 18 years old. Like when they got big. Eighty. Yeah, close. I'm, yeah, twenty to yeah. Well, no, yep. Yeah. Early, yeah. Right? Yeah. Because like I was born in eighty three. I'm thirty seven. <clears throat> so like twenty one mm-hmm. years. So eighty two. Yeah. So he's like right around twenty years old. Mm-hmm. Like when they got. Yeah. That's. Oh, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. To me, personally, but. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Too bad though. Okay. Yep. Want me to go? Or do you want to? You want to throw another one out there? I can throw another small one. Good. Four hundred sixty-three days. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Doing math. Yeah, sir. <laughs> we don't do math on heavy metal. I don't math good. 
Um, this is just a quick thing. So, uh, I don't know if anyone's heard Volbeat's two singles that were released. But they sound like saloon music and it's weird. They got like the ding 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 ding. It's very strange. Okay. Um, but evidently, uh, Michael Paulson, who is the drummer, mm. I'm sorry, the guitarist and vocalist. Michael Paulson? Not Robert? Pa- no, no. Uh, His name was Robert Paulson. Okay. Oh. Uh, spoke to there. the 94.9 The Rock Toronto radio station about the band's recent release song, Wait a Minute, My Girl, and Dagenfoa, uh, the two tracks which I just brought into play. Um, and he says that the upcoming LP is, quote, definitely the most heavy album that we've ever done, end quote. Would be hard. I mean, like, their older stuff, I mean, it's, it's not that it's heavy. I mean, it's just, like, that old school, like... Well, that's the thing. You, like, you, I mean? you don't like, go to a Volpe concert expecting, <clears throat> like, a metal show. Like, no. that's a... To me, that's a rock show. That's a yeah. rock and roll show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so... Which is weird, because the two singles they released weren't really in the realm of heavy, to my knowledge. Unless those are not going to be on the album, and it's just, like, a weird single release thing, or whatever. Single okay. release party! Um, he said, let's see... Uh, there's a lot of heavy riffing, like Old Black Sabbath, early Metallica. But even some death metal in there. Uh, but these two singles that we released, they don't really represent the album. But this track, Wait a Minute Girl, is a pure rocker. It's very much inspired by Jerry Lee Lewis, Little Richard Ramones, that's kind of saying. Uh, those kind of things combined. And if it was one of those songs that made sense to release during the summer because everybody's been waiting to get something new, something positive, everybody's been sitting at home because of the COVID and everything... So we thought this track would be a good idea to release. It's positive. It has all those summer colors that you need to be in a good mood. Make me. I won't. <laughs> I won't. Make me be in a good mood. But it will be. It'll be interesting. Cause I, I, I haven't. I didn't like the most recent album, which I think was uh, Rewind, Replay, Rebound. I wasn't a big fan of it. Just didn't do it for me. So it was definitely more of a radio play. It's kind of suck when you put. Like an entire album out, and it just flops. And I'm gonna sneak into a second one real quick that I just remember that I had before Marcus goes. Mm-hmm. Has to do with upcoming things. Uh, Jesse Leach wants to break the mold with new Kill Switch Engage album, and he quoted, mm. "It gets fatiguing to do the same thing over and over again." Uh, evidently on an appearance with Drinks with Johnny, which is Avenged Sevenfold's Johnny Christ, the bassist. He has a podcast where he talks to other members or whatever. How dare he? I bet he talks about metal music, too. Uh, poser! We've been living it. <laughs> uh, so, it's been... Because they've been working on uh, Times of Grace. I believe they've been releasing singles for that at the moment. Uh, him and Adam. And then... Um, he said here, my hope with Kill Switch, and I've really pushed hard to add more diversity, to add the quiet parts, I want us to be seen as a metal band. I don't care about genres, subgenres, or even worse, okay, should be or whatever. And we definitely have a formulat, formulaic, formulaic, I guess that's a word, doesn't look like a word, anyway, uh, way of doing things. But I would love to break that mold. I really would. I push for it a lot. But it's hard when you're in a quote-unquote legacy van and things are the way that they are. I mean, he has times of grace. Why doesn't he just do that over there? He has Adam. 
It's the same thing. Like, like it's just was a weird thing to me. This is like that thing, though. It's like so, like a a band, like a great band, puts out like an album, and it's like, oh, like throw, like anybody out there. It's like, oh, it sounds like Pull for My Valentine, or it sounds like Kill Switch Engage. It's like, well, they are Kill Switch Engage. They are Pull for My Valentine, like kind of a thing. Right. Then they stray from the path. It's like, whoa. Whoa, that's not acceptable. Like we want like the heavy stuff that like kill switch engage like normally. The- I'm curious what his extension is, because the the best band that I can give you as an example that kind of strayed from the path is probably like a Slipknot or a Stone Sour, because sure. like Slipknot they just went opposite directions. Like, like completely Stone turned and Slipknot and got like like well Slipknot turned into Corey Taylor's thing. Yeah. That he had with like Stone Sour, and like that, like just completely, completely reversed. And now it's like very artistic and like weird and. And to, to follow up with what I said, um, he said that he's you know he's been pushing with the other guys, and the general consensus is all right, Jesse, calm down, calm down. And he said so for me jumping back into Times of Grace, or even taking talking about the weapon. I mean no, that's another band. Uh, it's so nice for me to have outlets outside of Kill Switch where they can spread our wings. So, I mean... So, apparently he weird. wants to go, like, in the softer side, because, like, some of the newer stuff of, of Times of Grace is definitely softer. is definitely softer. And it's... Okay, it's... Eh, <laughs> that's a bummer. Yeah. That's interesting. Kill Switch Engage right now, like, right now, like, right meow, mm-hmm. is so fun... And, like, you want to dick with that formula? It's like, you know what? How about this? Just don't make new Kill Switch Engage. Like, leave Kill Switch Engage alone. Do your side pro- Kind of like what you just mentioned. Like, do your side projects. Bring it there. Mm-hmm. And you could tour with Kill Switch Engage probably for the next 10, yeah. 12, 13 years as your quote-unquote legacy band. Do a couple of singles here and there. Like, they did, um, what was that one they did with Howard? Yeah, uh, Signal Fire. Signal Fire, thank you. Like, drop a couple of singles here and there. You don't have to produce, like, another full album. I mean, you have a catalog that everybody loves and is iconic. It's got, like, Metallica right now. Stop fucking producing music. Just play your fucking first <laughs> right. ten albums. Yeah, seriously. You have so many you so many albums to choose from. So many. And Like, you're not required to pump out new shit or change stuff right. it's like if you want to do something different i mean people will follow you i mean you're jesse leach for christ's sakes like right. we'll fucking follow you right. like we're coming right i mean i know myself and anthony knew times of grace like mm-hmm. when they when they had a new release like we were forefront mm-hmm. for it it's like okay i, just, I hate yeah i don't know i'm scared when bands dave i'm scared sounds. no dude i truthfully I, and it makes you know me what? nervous it's not when bands change sounds because I gave Bullet for My Valentine a lot of credit when they when they did Gravity. Gravity. I said, you know what, this is completely different, but I'm okay with it. But there have been bands where I was like, this is completely different and it blows. I hate it. Fuck you. <laughs> but- My, when it when it comes to music, like truthfully, I want I, and I feel like, especially after you've gotten success in the music industry, it's so easy to get that in the box thinking style, mm-hmm. right? That that formulaic mentality that they have. And so I think it's, and and I don't think it was intentional, but I think like 
when you when when he says something like that, like oh the formula change up the formula, it's like that's kind of a dig at Adam and Adam. Like, because clearly he has a big part in how much they write. That dude mm-hmm. can fucking shred. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I understand, like, you might... It can't be a dig at Adam, though, because, like, Adam's a part of Times of Grace. Like, so, I mean, he's in his other side projects. Like, I... if... as Just as an example, if Killswitch Engaged wanted to do a softer album, it would make 0.0 cents right. for Kill Switch Engaged. Yes. It's kind of like Cannibal Corpse doing acoustic. Yeah, they should they should call it like Chill, <laughs> chill Switch Engage. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> well, that that's the thing like but like seriously, it would make 0.0 cents. You have so many iconic beautiful music out there. And like that's like your thing. You guys create beautiful music but at the same time Metalheads go fucking ballistic for your stuff. I can't... Obviously, I can't speak for any other kind of musician or artist or anything like that, but, like, as somebody who makes music, I come up with all kinds of stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. All kinds of different sounds. It's like, I really like that. But, like... These right. are like these are not the same project. I have right. very different projects. And exactly. it's like, dude, if I, I want to say that's exactly it. If it's I like, want to go off and do a separate project, like I'm just going to fucking do it. Like I'm going to wait. I want to be like, do I is this something like maybe I should wait until I come up with a couple of songs like this before I actually start giving it some thought. Right. Maybe I should just have some random songs in the back like for a rainy day or something. That's exactly like, that's exactly it though. Like my, I do a bunch of acoustic stuff like down in my basement because like it's as close to a finished product that I can get by my lonesome. Right. Like when I'm practicing, but it's right. like I'm not going to bring that to Prelium. I'm not going to bring that to a King's Ascendant. I'm not going right. to like. It's like that. None of that makes like any sense. But I think it, I think it's so important for musicians, especially, to keep making music because once you stop, like. I, I don't know, man. Once you're once you're out of the game, like it just kind of it takes a while to to get back into the flow of things, you know. But with and, that being said, right, you have to understand the essence of what you have currently. Like kill switch engaged. Who really wants that formula to change? Right. It's one right. of those like if it ain't well, broke, don't fix it. Situation. Well, this right. is well, this is the thing, and this is what I was going to get to is that. Yeah, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Correct. But I feel like, you know, and, and, and this is what we see with the artists that are successful. Like, think of the level of success Killswitch has had, you know, and how long they've been around and how long they've been doing this. Like, it's been a long time. But there's a there's a portion where almost every part of what they do feels repetitive. You know what I mean? Like, okay, like... We're going to tour this summer, we're going to tour this year, we're going to do this, and then we got an album coming out, so we got to... You know what I mean? Like, the whole thing, their whole livelihood is a formula, but... Of course, but at the same time, it's kind of like, okay, that's fine, but then you have to know when to stop for a while. And that's... And that's... We've actually talked to local... Frenemy was one of the bands that we actually spoke to, and they were saying that they were actually draining themselves like with shows. It's like we don't even have time to like do like anything new or like produce anything like we want to produce because like we're just like show after show after show after show after show after show, which that's the formula for some bands. Like it's like we want show after show after show after show after show, but like some of these bands, like dude, we just keep getting show opportunities. We keep taking them. We have to learn how to say no, like kind of a thing. There's like so that's like the kind of like the same thing. It's like okay, if you're getting burnt out with it, you know what? Because the creative mind. I can understand in my brain where you would get sick of playing the same 
thing that you've been doing for like 10 years or 12 years or 15 years or, you know, whatever, like put it, put whatever date on it. So at that point, it's like, okay, then manage that. Don't change the entity. Cause I tell you what, if you take a kill switch album and you did like a Corey motherfucking Taylor style reboot of kill switch engage, you're going to get rebellion in the street. True. Probably started by me. <laughs> and, and following, I mean, like we brought it up, they they have the side projects, and other bands have done it too. Look at right. my Valentine, Matt Tuck did Axel to get Ugh. the anger out of him, and then Alex <laughs> of Atreyu, Alex of Atreyu did that that I more just yeah. to get that anger stuff, like just to get that kind of out. So I mean. There's always an outlet, especially when you're right. someone like Jesse Leach, who's not going to play music with you. Right. You can't tell me he's going to have trouble finding right. people. I mean, you know. My thing is, just do it. Like, just start getting stuff out there. But you don't need to. You don't need to change the variables of the of the for, the formula that are like the foundation. Now, the only thing that I would say, like that, I would actually like defend like the thought. Like, let's say like. Kill Switch Engage. It's like, okay, we actually want to put out, like, another single, like, kind of thing. They just keep, like, you know, it's the same, like, repetitive, like, w- like whitewash stuff. It's like, listen, we've already kind of done that, like, kind of a thing. That's fine. But at that point, just don't put it out. That's fine. It's like, listen, I don't like it. I don't want to do it. We're not going to put it out. But we don't need... Ah, I don't... They changed the formula thing. That's scary. Yeah, you're right. No. Very scary. Well, it I doesn't think, look like it's being pushed that way because the other guys are kind of like, uh. That's why you got to be careful what you tell people too, man. Like, it's one thing if you just, like, release it without, like, I feel like if you release it without giving people months of panic, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and high expectation, then it's just like, okay, like, and, it is what it and is. And there's one thing Move to on. go to make it almost that change a part of your identity. I mean, look at Avatar. Like, they have, every album's different. Like, they always do something different, but that's what they too. When you have a band like Killswitch has been around for what, fucking 30 plus years, you know what I mean, or whatever, and you have all this that's been the same and working, and then it's like, it's like, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Like, it's, I don't know. I don't know. My brain hurts. Okay, yeah. so on this article, this is actually kind of funny. I went down to the comments, the comment section. Oh, no. Uh-oh. <laughs> Um, you never read the comments on the internet. <clears throat> Number one rule. So, uh, Josh, whatchamacallit. Good name, Josh. Says, <clears throat> dude, go pound sand. <laughs> You're the musical epitome of not doing the same thing. You fronted corn and nothing stays gold in the 90s. Then you started Kill Switch Engage, got kicked out, started Seamless, which was entirely different. Then you created the Empire Shall Fall to move back toward the Kill Switch Engage groove, but a little different. You got into a solo career DJing during the latter half of the dubstep phase. (laughs) Then you started Times of Grace with Adam D and simultaneously got back with Kill Switch Engage. You then, all capitals, started The Weapon, which is a punk outfit in between the last two Kill Switch Engage albums. And also did the New Times of Grace effort, which was a departure of what Kill Switch Engage did. Just stop. You constantly do different. Only exception is naming half of Kill Switch Engage catalog as a self-titled 
as a self-titled effort. Maybe try a different title. Damn. I did not realize that's awesome that about that. That uh, guy just like literally summarized everything that we've semi talked yeah. about. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. What you might call it. Apparently, Jesse Leach is just like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Entrepreneur. <sighs> okay. I'll go with that. Egg salad. Door. I don't know. Jesse Leach was in corn. I was reading maybe, the second. Com- I was actually reading the second comment here. It's not as good, so I'm not going to give this guy any credit. The first comment, I love the first comment though. Josh, what you gonna call it? You fucking nailed it. Good job, bud. Good job, sir. I Jesse Leach was in corn. Bradley. Evidently, uh, he filled in at one point. Ah. Uh, huh? Uh, he made a comment that Jesse Leach was in corn. That's what you said. Did I read that? Yeah. Yeah. First thing he said. No. What did he say? <laughs> That's exactly what he said. That. Corin, Corin, C O R, Corin, C O R R I N, Corin. Corin, and I was yeah, like, I was like, Corin. Sorry, Edad just went nuts. That's how I, I feel too. <laughs> See, she's pissed. <laughs> I was like, Great. Wait, Jonathan Davis would step down. He... Corin, I'm sorry, Corin, Corin, <laughs> not Corin, Corin. You just said it fast. I said it like Corin. Now I everyone understand. that I meet that's named Corin, I'm just gonna call Corin. Corin. <laughs> hey, Corin. Can. <laughs> hey, Corin. Can. Be. I'm gonna post it later. Don't do it. Okay. But don't tell Mark. Okay. Okay. Kind of weird. What no. we th- oh, is what it Mark? We th- okay, Mark. Okay. Okay, Mark. Okay. All right. So this isn't like breaking news by any means, but um, this came out of, like a few weeks ago, and it's uh, 12 wild things science has discovered about metalheads. And I thought it was uh, worth mentioning because okay. I like it when science proves cool stuff about metalheads. So. I'm not going to go too, too, too far into like a lot of like, I, I just want to read some of these headlines and then we'll just, we'll just go with it mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. <clears throat> so 12 things science has proved about metalheads. Uh, fans, mental health. Wait, hold on. Am I in the right section? I don't know. Are you? Sorry. Good old dead air and. When I was a young warthog. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Metal fans. Nope. That's not where I want to start at all. I am so sorry. There I are big metal fans somewhere. This is why I don't do headlines anymore. There's a, there's a small plastic fan behind Dude, you. my first job, I had to move these big metal, dusty, 80s industrial fans all around them. That sounds horrible. So I'm going to restart this segment here. 12 things science has learned about metalheads through music studies. What conclusions research has drawn about heavy metal fans? Many, actually, and some of them might even shock or surprise the casual listener. Probably The not. more we understand <laughs> about how we enjoy music, the more we learn how different genres can affect us. So the first one, <clears throat> fans, mental health benefits from listening to metal. In 2019, metalhead professor Nick made the case that heavy metal helps enthusiasts' mental health. Sure does. Now, I think we've already had like a conversation yeah, about this in a previous episode. Like, like metal is good for your health. So we're going to just glaze right over that one. You know why? Because you can't spell mental without metal, baby. All right, number two. Heavy metal listeners could have lower blood pressure. <laughs> I doubt that very much. Lower blood pressure? So right. lower blood pressure. It's probably because all the exercise in the marsh pits. Vericlinic, a cosmetic pressure. surgery practice in Turkey, ran a study in 2021. They gave stress tests to a group of participants as they listened to various types of music. It concluded that heavy metal was one of the best genres for lowering one's blood pressure and heart rate. 
second only to 1980s pop in terms of its effectiveness. I mean, like effectiveness. Right, <laughs> effectiveness. Like right now, I can feel my blood and the pressure. <clears throat> All right, number three: metal fans are more likely to have a sexual encounter in a car. I know I, I, can I have. See that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Wait, can it be car. on a car? <laughs> what if it's inside the car? I mean, I have both, but... Yeah, that's it. that's what they're saying. No, like, like in, in the it. engine. But the on the car was more metal. What if it's with the car? That's pretty I mean, metal, right? I mean I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's all encompassing. So I'm okay. going to go. So the next one is <laughs> rock and metal listeners are among the happiest of music fans. <laughs> that's probably... Uh, yeah. I actually believe yeah. this. Yeah, okay, yeah. I believe this, because you know what? Like, a lot of mu other music fan listeners are complete bitches. And we've ha we've talked extensively on this topic as well. Yeah, like you go to like you cut you go to like a country <laughs> show like you know they don't accept you unless you're among them. We're all encompassing. We're like, oh, that's fine. Should I read the paragraph? That's actually <clears throat> true, dude. You see all kinds of bands with all kinds of people. Mm -hmm. Like, I think about that uh, that cool dude we saw at that that uh, Static X show. Dude was in the wheelchair, fucking jamming oh, out. Oh yeah, yeah. That was dope as fuck. You don't see that in other in other fucking bands, dude. So what? I'll actually read the art, the uh, the paragraph on this one. Online marketplace onbuy.com backed a 2021 experiment that analyzed internet users' language from their comments on the site, cross-referencing their music tastes against <laughs> the positive or negative words that they used most. The results surmise that metal listeners were among the happiest of all music fans, second behind jazz lovers. Rock and grunge listeners also showed high marks for positivity. Do you know why? Jazz? Probably because they're just confused the whole time. First of all, fuck jazz. I hate jazz. Anything jazz related, I fucking Don't can't stand Don't let Joey it. hear you. Oh, I know. <laughs> I hate it. And he knows. And we're almost not brothers over it. But... It's probably because metal and rockheads get all their anger and negative, nasty yeah. words out in music and express themselves that way That's in true. a good outlet where all these pop fucking listeners yeah. have to listen to happy songs because their life sucks. Bam. Nailed it. It's weird to me you don't like jazz. <laughs> Boom. Roasted. Well, I prefer checkers. You see, I don't like blues. Oh. Or jazz. folk. I don't like blues or folk music, I, but jazz, I could, I could get, I can get behind some jazz. Especially up. drummer, jazz drummers are phenomenal. Absurd, and they scare me. I just don't. Jazz music in general scares me. Okay, but anyway, <clears throat> next one: listening to black or death metal is good for focus and productivity. <laughs> I back this one hundred percent. Like if I was actually like writing a paper, like I would put like some insane shit in the background. Especially if you can't like sing the lyrics, if you can't you get, hear you it, yeah, it's just background noise. Like, you know, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of our friends in a uh, plea of insanity, because mm -hmm. um, Joe, Joe and uh, Peter, Peter, yeah. Peter Williams is probably one of the most intelligent people that I've ever spoken to, especially musically. Mm -hmm. And like this is this is their jam. And I'm like, I'm telling you, there's something, there's something to that, like that, that actually like lives. That's fair. Uh, de the next one is uh, death metal makes fans happy. Okay. So That's fine. I'm, I'm not. I'm not even gonna uh, like what. Well, like, 
Yeah, this is a weird one. You can actually judge metal heads by their music taste. A 2021 study about how music preference drives a listener's cognitive styles proposed that someone's favorite type of music relates to whether they're more empathetic or logical in everyday life. <clears throat> Lending credence to the idea that one could accurately judge another by their music taste, the results determined that adherents of mellow music were more outwardly compassionate. Loud music lovers were labeled more systemizing. Did that what it was worth? <clears throat> um, the next line is, you can get a PhD by studying heavy metal. Okay. Apparently, if you're in Australia. We'll, it's sad. We'll, I don't we'll think that's a good Metal fans' music choices can affect their driving safety. That is very true. A 2019 driving study conducted by Auto Express Magazine and the road safety charity IAM Road Smart played into metalhead cliches. When the results suggested a listen to heavy metal could push motorists to extremes while classic music went the other direction. I disagree with that actually, that last fact, but <clears throat> metalheads can often be the most loyal. That's fair. I agree with I agree with that one. They're very stick to their guns. Unless you change the formula, Jesse. Yeah, Jesse. <laughs> Listening to metal can decrease anger. We've talked about this on yeah, the show. Same, yeah. same idea. <clears throat> Gotta get it out, man. Listening to just over an hour of music each day has health benefits. I drive to work about an hour, so yeah, I'm in that boat. Yeah. And apparently that was a 12, because I'm on a different... I burn a lot of calories tapping on my dashboard and steering wheel. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Okay. You know, the health be- the health benefits are, like, part of it. Like, e- like, even, like, when I lived alone, like, you always had, like, something going in the background. Yeah. Like, to, like, for some people, it's, like, TV. Like, for me, it was always, like, music. Like, my radio. Like, the first yeah. thing I would click on, like, when I walked in the house is, like, the radio. <laughs> like, whenever I clean or cook or something, I always have music rolling. Right. You do yard you work. You have, like, something Put- playing. I put earbuds in when I mow my lawn. Like, I do this when I'm grilling. Like, mm-hmm. it's, like... Yeah. There's always music playing. Like I, I hate dead silence. I no, can't. Yeah. I have to have some kind of. I well, um, no. There's few times where I love dead silence. Really? There's all. You know what? I have to be in a certain place of the world for dead silence. Like if I'm at if I'm at the ocean, I can go without music. If I need to be in because no, I, I can I lake. can actually listen to like, like the, the lake or something. Okay, yeah. Like if you're fishing or something. Obviously. Not the lake though. The lake. Huh? The lake that's is the lake is dead. Like that's dead air. I'm dead. The ocean. The ocean has like a life to it. Like okay. I'm a beach guy though. Like I love the beach. I fucking like, hate the beach. I'm not a beach person. I fucking hate Quebec. What? Well, I'm speaking <laughs> on, I'm speaking on an island here, but like that that's that's probably like the one place where like I'd be like okay with like having like dead silence. It's like it's like I would be annoyed if like somebody was like it's like why are you making noise right now? Like fuck off, you and your children and your country music. Dude, there's some times where I'm driving home and I need to be Alone with my thoughts. That <laughs> and I just, I don't even realize it sometimes. I just like, I get really into thought and I like hit the power button. That's why, have, that's why I have sports radio. I just get angry at them. And, and then I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. I tried listening to sports radio and then I called into them and they left me on hold for an hour listening to Motley Crue tunes on a sports show. Whatever. Anthony, bro, anything else you want to talk about? I got one more. Do sports it. Hub sucks. Pat McAfee's better. <laughs> I said it. Um, so... Ending on a positive. Uh, if we are aware of the band Hailstorm <gasps> with Lizzie Hale. Right? Hailstorm? Hail. Hail. Pirates? Pirate? No, Hail. <laughs> Heard of them. Hail. Uh, Lizzie Hale uh, joins Gibson, the guitar manufacturer, as the first female brand ambassador. 
Hey oh So that's pretty cool. Props to Lizzie. And um she said um quote I am beyond honored to be named a Gibson ambassador. Ever since I was 16 years old, it was my dream to someday be a part of the Gibson Circle. It's an incredible feeling to know that this dream has become a reality. Something magical ignites within me when I hold a Gibson guitar in my hands. The same guitar that my forefathers and foremothers of rock slung over their shoulders. Uh, with Gibson, I am the rock star I am meant to be. It's a privilege to represent my genre, my gender, and the incredible power of music that unites us all with my beautiful Gibson family. Which is cool. She got like completely so, awesome. She got like so many royalties for that post. <laughs> she mentioned Gibson so many times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I love about Gibson guitars is that when you buy a Gibson guitar, not only are you getting a Gibson <laughs> guitar, you're also getting a Gibson guitar family. And the thing about the Gibson guitar family is that once you're family, you're part of the Gibson guitar family forever. <laughs> I feel like you're being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do, man. They're ambassadors. I'm, I'm saying more power to them. Well, I mean, it's. Put as many clicks into that motherfucker as you possibly can. Right. Let's, let's get some royalties out of these motherfuckers. I'm proud. But no, of it's awesome. I mean, they, they've they're still rocking here and there. Uh, their last album that was released, I believe it was Vicious, um, which wasn't like my favorite. I wasn't a big fan of it. Um, I mean, they're still they're still rolling. They were on uh, Bar Rescue one time too in the younger days too. It's interesting. Hailstorm. Yeah, they had like a rock bar. And when they like reopened it, they were like they brought the, Hailstone. The band was that was the first band to play there. Yeah, I saw an episode of Bar Rescue where it was some country rapper, Big Smo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that one. Yeah, I saw. I've I've actually seen a lot of Bar Rescue. Dude, through quarantine, that shows on like all fucking day. When I first like when all I, day, every oh, Sunday, day. Sunday, eight a.m. to tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> it was all week, dude. All week, every time we get up in the morning about nine o'clock, from like nine to like three thirty in the afternoon, it's fucking bar rescue. You know what the you know what the worst show ever to watch, like when you have a hangover, is like bar rescue, because like all the these people I do it is like pounding drinks, and you're just like, <laughs> you know what the worst show to <laughs> and watch? John Taffer's loud voice <laughs> when you're when you work in a kitchen is that show because it's like your like brain's like no no god no god no no oh when you see the stuff they're like, cooking oh no uh, uh, it's bad uh, it's bad but yeah good news to end it up very good news all right we got a little bit of a main event for you we're gonna do this heavy metal over a six-pack smashed banana album review all right, so a pile of weeks ago, like we we actually uh, changed up our Smash Banana album ratings by uh, actually having hosts assign other hosts Smash Banana album rating reviews, so that we can just pick like albums that like we thought that we wanted to uh, talk about, and we thought it was successful the first time, so we decided to go ahead and do it again. Now this wasn't this particular episode is going to be like a little bit different. I think Anthony like declared all of our albums except my own. It's a zone, but that's that fine. Would, that that's fine. That's fine. That's fine because you know what? They are still host assigned album reviews. Okay. So we are going to do Smash Button album reviews assigned by our fellow peers. How's that smell? Is your nose okay? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I had an itch. Leave me alone. Who shall start? Shit. 
I don't know, Marcus. Who shall start? I mean, I, 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 I mean, I can start. I'll you start. Can start. That's fine. I'll uh, start. I don't even know where I am here. <laughs> this is an AA meeting. Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> you promised it wouldn't be another intervention, Anthony. You promised. <laughs> Why do you keep giving me beer then? <laughs> Hi, I'm Dave. I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> Hi, Dave. <laughs> I forget how we do this in the past. Like the person who assigns, do they say? Yeah, I, I'll kind of give a. An, um, please do. Please do. Wait, no, I, have to, I have to bring it up because I forgot that's the unguided part of. I know that much. Uh, so <laughs> I brought up the unguided before because they're an extension of Sonic Syndicate, and um. They got kind of weird. They popped around a, a lot of different members and stuff. But when the most recent album, Father Shadow, came out, I think it was kind of like they found their sound. Like they have the new singer, or he was in the last one too. But I think they found the right like balance between because they do a lot of like the um, like synth action goes on like a lot, and I think this was like a good balance between that and like the metally rock aspect of it all. And I I know you're in that realm of both those things, and I mean this this album's pretty kick-ass to begin with. So it is quite phenomenal. So the um uh, so the album is Father Shadow mm-hmm. by the Unguided that Anthony has uh, challenged me with, and um I'll tell you what I'm al- I'm always very judgy judgmental about like opening tracks sure. when like so- somebody puts out and like this one was like absolutely killer. Yeah. So like when I when, at the beginning too. Yeah. when I heard this opening track, like um, "Childhood's End," mm-hmm. which sounded very morbid, mm-hmm. by the way. So you have an album called "Father's Shadow," and like the opening track was like "Childhood's End." Instrumentally, they are absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. They have like a cross between like like uh, upgraded Children of Bodom mixed with. You know what? When they go heavy, they go hard. And it's it's gorgeous. Like it's beautiful. Like the production, like everything like everything about it is like is phenomenal. I have a gripe with this band. Okay. I don't love the clean singer. He's not your favorite? Okay. That's fair. There's a couple of tunes. Like, so in this album, Never Yield, like, mm-hmm. that's more of a power metal yeah. song. His voice has a power metal aspect. I mean, it does. Are, it does. His voice Swedish, definitely. So it, his and, voice and definitely has like. <laughs> but you know what? They're not, I wouldn't call them. I wouldn't saddle them with like a power metal sure. band. But like like never yield did nothing for me. Mm-hmm. War of Oceans was like weird. Yeah, like, was, it was that's like a weird one. it was like eh, okay. Breach was where love comes to die. I have no use for. That's that's actually that's actually like the first song like when i was listening to that i actually skipped i'm like yeah i'm all set but at the same time they came back with this uh prince uh, this crown prince syndrome that's a good one fate's hand is actually pretty sweet mm-hmm. fate's hand if i'm not mistaken is actually like when they kind of like swap like they do the clean and the verse and they do the yes, heavy and the chorus and i'm like okay here we go mm-hmm. that's good like that's cool instrumentally they're they're great um I was actually almost thinking that like you actually appreciated this band because like their drummer is phenomenal. He's very good. Like he's very creative. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do anything twice. Nope. <laughs> like every single song is like a different a like bit, little yeah, Exactly. It's it's not cookie cutter. Um I like cookies. 
Anthony, I didn't look this up prior to. Eric uh-huh. Engstrand. You know who that is? Because they had Gaia or Gaia. Gaia? Featuring Eric Engstrand. You know what? Let's look him up. He's the vocalist to Eyes Wide Open. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. That song rips. It's great. It's a good one. So, this was neat because, like, there's a lot of emotions that get played with, but, like, you get to, like, the end of this thing, like, and it just starts to. Oh, that's the other song I didn't, like, care for. Seth. I'm like, whatever. Seth, yeah. Seth is a um, Gaia, Jailbreak, so, Denied. So, fun fact about the last three, those are Sonic Syndicate songs. Okay. Yeah, and they redid them for the album. Okay, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Like, those those songs rip. Mm, they're good songs. They're awesome. I love Jack of Diamonds. So, I don't love the clean singer. That's right. I feel like a couple of like the songs, like, especially early, like, you didn't really need them. The metal vocals, though, Mwah. muy good. bien. He's been been there since the beginning of Sonic because Syndicate. you know it's this is like one of those things like you 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 listen to like the beginning of like Childhood Ends and it's like okay like it's heavy it's heavy it's heavy but you have like that like little like hiccup the um the synth the synth mm-hmm. behind it and like the first thing that you're expecting is like you're gonna have like some op- opera chick like pop out but then all of a sudden it's like this heavy dude it's like Whoa. It's like, okay. I didn't know these two went together. But overall, like they are phenomenally talented. Listen, they have a couple of hiccups. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had a skip. Yeah, it's fine. Like wherever, wherever love comes to die, I gave it like, I think two and a half minutes and I was like, next. Like I'm done. I'm done with this song. <laughs> like. So hopefully they didn't have like some epic finish to that one because I missed that one. Um, if I was gonna give it an album, like our Smash Banana, if it wasn't for the clean singer, they were easily a five. But I'm okay. gonna give it, I'm gonna give it a four just okay. because of the clean singer. That's unfortunately, fine. that's fine. But they are they we're they are honest in, here. They are incredibly enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And phenomenally talented, like the music behind, like the music talent. Because mm-hmm. when these guys go heavy, they go heavy, mm-hmm. and that's what I like. Like they can be soft, but when they go, they go. Why, why are you making hardcore eye contact? Why you say that? They can go soft because I want you go. to be. I want you to be heavy. They go. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to feel it, Dave. <laughs> I'm getting tingly. I All think right. I should go. I guess. No. I'm I want. Gonna, I want you to feel the metal. <laughs> I'm gonna go How'd you next. Know about that? <laughs> and I, we are all honest here, so don't forget that. <laughs> so, um, I would like to throw out about this band, the band that that Marcus or the album technically, but the band is called Into Eternity. Um, they were founded in '96, so they're definitely more of an, an older school side of thing. Well, not yeah. old school, but you know, um. Fronted by uh, Tim Roth, and funny, they're actually their drummer um, of that album. Uh, Stu Block joined uh, Iced Earth after that in 2011. So fun fact. Uh, the album in uh, tow here would be the Scattering of Ashes. Now, under the wiki for the musical style, and I'm gonna go with theirs because they probably put it the best. Okay, so. The band employs a wide range of elements across the metal spectrum, including classic or melodic metal styling, thrashing riffs, 
neoclassical composition, power metal style clean vocals, high to low pitch death growls, and black metal shrieking. Fast tempo death metal drumming with blast beats and sometimes interwoven with acoustic guitar play. Uh huh. <laughs> Into Eternity provides a sound that is considered to be rather difficult to describe, but the most common description of Into Eternity's music is progressive death metal. Now, Marcus. Yes, sir. Oh boy. So, <laughs> instrumentally, this band is phenomenal. They are extremely talented. And it is transition hell. Like, that description I gave you is exactly what it is because there is no rhyme or reason. They just fucking go. Like, we're going to go here, then here, then here, then here. It's like the light bright thing with it's like a piece here, piece here, piece here, piece here. Here's your fucking picture. So, <laughs> like, I like the low screams. Like, I said, the instrumental is phenomenal. I'm not a big fan of that high-pitched I just don't like the three inches of blood. It's just not my cup of tea. Um, and the high-pitched, like, you know, like, I guess power metal vocals is, is fine. That doesn't bother me. But I just, something about it, it just, it didn't click with me. It just didn't, unfortunately. And I'm not saying the band's bad right? by any means. Like I said, they're talented, but... And I gave it, like, three or four. Even Rachel listened to it with me. I mean, she's obviously a little more biased on her end because she... It's not, like, super heavy to begin with. But, and unfortunately, I just... I, di- I just didn't grab me. Unfortunately. Um, Timeless Winter, I did really enjoy. I think that was probably my favorite out of it. I think that had the best grab. It, and that one's actually in my list. Um, but this song also reminds me of Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Is that weird? They have that like, it's it's that like eighties. It's a it's a guitar. It's, it's that eighties like kind of power metally situation. So don't get me wrong, you're not hurting anybody's feelings. No, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to really land this plane without crashing, man. So, but like, like I mean, you're burning down my world that I grew up with. <laughs> with the, and that's <laughs> totally fine. I mean, it's totally fine that I'm it's burning okay. it down. We, I, <laughs> I added flames, gyroscope, still. <laughs> Um, I think uh, uh, Pass Me on Memory was pretty good too uh, Surrounded by Night I enjoyed as well But it's just it, it, One of those things that just didn't stick with me And the transitions Are, are like And the clean vocals And I don't mean the sound <laughs> bad They just seem kind of like meh Like he's just like th- There's not a lot of punch in the clean vocals And it comes up out of nowhere sometimes but I mean, it's got like a Judas Priest vibe sometimes. Like it's it's everywhere. I say the guy can actually hit notes. Oh yeah, but no, it's he's, like he's it's weird when he there. does. So as far as like the transition nightmare, I don't know if you actually like took the took the ambition and like looked at other albums, like future I albums. Didn't, I didn't actually. I was say future albums. Transition nightmare gets like way worse. This is like, this great. Is like the, great. This is actually probably the last album by them that I actually enjoyed. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go three right in the middle because, like I said, the instrumental, like, they're talented. Like, they're very good at what they do. It's just, it just didn't click for me, unfortunately. Completely fair, buddy. That's all I got, my man. I'm glad, I'm glad you tried, though. I tried multiple times. <laughs> I went to this album a few times because sometimes, sometimes the album, you got to take a few runs through before you're like, oh, okay, all right, I can get into this. I just couldn't. I, I tried, man. 
Mike. I'm not even mad, bro. <laughs> it's fine. Not even mad. David. David. Oh, me. You actually didn't give me a description of why I picked or why you picked, but that's fine. You jumped right in. I just figured I'd let you go. I did. I, I'm a bad lama. He was I excited apologize. to rip you down. Would you <laughs> like me? So yeah, no, no. I ultimately, I ultimately actually picked this album because, like, one, it's one that I had like early on in like my my music career. Like, I, although it's like 06, so I mean, like that was like you know kind of like in my meat and potato section, but. Instrumentally, I thought I always thought that like, these guys were very creative. Um, the transition nightmare thing is like one of those. It's like you know, if you do transition nightmare well, mm-hmm. like it's like cool. Trivium. Like Trivium does it very well. Like right, if you do transition nightmare well, like, it's cool. And these guys are like far enough off the beaten path, where like you get your you get away from like the mm-hmm. Trivium like kind of a thing. Sure. It's like, progressive. I mean, it definitely has that kind of wackadoo style behind it. And when they describe themselves as progressive metal, I mean, like or progressive death metal, I think they they call themselves. I think it's there. I mean, it's absolutely it is. My favorite song off this album is "Severe Mo- Emotional Distress." Like right. that's that's okay. for me. That's like that's my jam. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's like this is like one of those things like. A couple of years ago, like Into Eternity, like released something new, and like my buddy Ryan that I grew up with, I'm like, like, right? This is this is his cup of tea. tea. I'm like, and like he was like the first person that I would like message like at like six a.m. in the morning. I'm like, hey, dude, Into Eternity like released something. Do you know about this? He's like, huh? (laughs) And then (laughs) you know we 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 talk back and forth. You know we you know we figure it out eventually, and like it's like, but instrumentally is like the is like is like the big thing because mm-hmm. that that's kind of why like i picked it that's sure. there definitely there it is and you know what i i feel you when it comes to like the vocals like because if the vocals actually don't speak to you like whether it's like the high pitch scream or like even like the cleans like same thing with the unguided like mm-hmm. that clean vocalist just, like did nothing for yeah, me yeah yeah doesn't click and it scares me because like then i'm like thinking it's like shit what do I sound like when I record? Like, but, right. no, I get you. But at the same, but at the same time, like I, I, I completely get it, and like there, it's definitely an acquired taste. Is probably why they're not mainstream. Yeah, that's fair. Otherwise, they would be in, you know, in flames. Sure. No, you're not wrong. Oh shit! I forgot about this song. Uh, that was pretty good. Moving yeah. on to David. yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> uh, technically, I gave you one ahead of time, beforehand, but. It's technically, so the one I gave you is the same band, but I gave you the most recent album. I went with Discrepancies because of that new metal vibe that they have. And this album specifically isn't as rocky metal. I think it's more on that kind of rappy side of things. I mean, they get some decent ones, but I pushed more for the lyrics because I know you're a lyric guy. And the honestly... The lyrics he writes are similar to kind of stuff you do. Like it's that heartfelt kind of like you know. Yeah. The rise. What's the up? rise. Yeah. 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 So we're all friends here, mm-hmm. and we're gonna be honest. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, You're a dick. <laughs> no, I. Uh, so I started getting into it. Uh, I listened to. I, I hate, dude. I hate how Spotify makes you shuffle play stuff. Yeah, and you can't yeah. hear like the order that you know what I mean. Like, I mean, you can change that. 
I'll give you my login, bro. Thanks. I'm I'm a boomer. Um but uh I had a really hard time getting into it. Okay. Because it sounded like a lot of electronic Hollywood undead auto-tune. Okay, yeah. And so the singer, the auto-tune, like the auto-tune voice all the time was kind of like, uh, like that's a little much, man. Like it's just like, it's kind of like, I don't know. Gets kind of monotonous sometimes. See, this song actually kind of rocks. <laughs> like, but. Well, that's the thing is that instrumentally, there's a lot of like anthem songs, you know, and there's a lot of yeah. stuff uh, like "Not Alone" and "Forever" and "Control." Instrumentally, instrumentally, they're like, yeah, like, dude, he has a weird flow, okay. and his his raps over a couple things, like he almost says too much to where you can't hear the beat anymore. Sure. To where it's like you get locked. Like, wait, so uh, Shit, uh, this, uh, was re- this was recent. This came out last this year. This came out, yeah. This is their newest one, yeah. I uh okay. I don't know. This is my first ever time listening to this band, and I I'd obviously I should have gone with the last time. I'd, I'd that give would've another been, shot. That would have been so much better. I but just, uh, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go. That just that. I feel like that Hollywood Undead thing was a new sound for so little time sure. before okay. it burned out. Yeah, and it just kind of this specifically. This album was like very electronic, very kind of. It's a lot more auto tuny, like what? And it's like I get it, but. I just, I couldn't get into it. Um, and then, all right, so something else we got to talk about that. Ooh. So I was like, all right, like, they're decent. Like, you know, they have really good instrumental stuff. And uh-huh. then they start. A yes, lot of them are catchy to me. Like, right. I get the catchiness of it. They start throwing in that new metal, like, DJ track stuff. Like, got it. And it sounds good, and it gets you in there, and then it's like, I think it's his voice, too. His voice is a little weird. I think he he has that, like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I like a lot of their music. I feel like this is like a Limp Biscuit kind of conversation again. Like, <laughs> that's fine. I mean, that, like, musically, old, like, I like their Maybe music. Maybe that's why, you know. Maybe that's why I'm like digging it. So you know, I actually loved Limbiscuit growing up. So I was gonna give these guys a four. And I think so- you should. And then something happened. I've only listened to like a minute and a half. And we have I feel to like talk about it because I wasn't expecting it. I right, go ahead. You you do you. I'm not. And I'm not. I'm I'm. I'm gonna pick on you like in my head. Because I was giving them a chance, right, and going through it. When this particular song came up, I was a little. Uh, Did it put them up. No. I was a little, um, I was a little angry. I like this song, honestly. They covered Let It Go. Oh, that's actually on there? Yeah. I didn't know that was on that album. So the metal version of Disney Frozen's Let It Go. It's not on this album, though. It was. I clicked that link that you sent me, and I hit play, and it showed up. uh, It's not here. Okay. They do have it, but it's a single from 2018. Maybe, like, maybe like the Frozen it? Let It Go? Yeah. Yes. It's pretty good. It's oh, fucking stop awesome. it. Yeah, stop good. it. Hold on. Oh, let me God, find it. Oh, God. Don't do this to me again. You realize I have two... Okay. All right. Are you kidding me? I love the I love the Disney covers. Discrepancies. But, yeah. So that one, that's a single. That's not on the <laughs> It uh, Well, it came up in the... Because I, I just hit like the shuffle play on their album, you know, and went through. Maybe when then, it finished, it may have continued somewhere it else. It might have. That's probably what happened. But I remember like hearing this, and I was like... 
I was like, oh, okay, like it's something else, you know, like whatever. And then I heard the you kind of like clicked. I was like, wait a minute. It's like these motherfuckers. Yeah, it, it tricked was a, me. It was the same. 2018. Tricked it's me into like, fucking like, listening to this song like three again. Years ago, three I've heard years this ago. song 10 million times in the last six years. I mean, it's no betraying the martyrs, but. No, it's not. Oh, stop it. Oh, my God. If you have to sing this song with auto tune on your voice, bro, come on, man. That's not come on. Auto -tune. Come, stop it. That's not auto tune. That. You did not hear that line, that Don't note? Look at me. That. Don't look at me, man. I went with the album I gave you, which does not have the song on it, so. Well, then I'll stick it four. But if this was on that album. That's fair. Three and a half. <laughs> Whole half a point. Bro, I can't do it. <laughs> All right, let's finish this. <laughs> All right, so four is where you're going with. But I would definitely jump into their, their last album. It's a lot All more right. that, like, rock. This one was a lot more. Yeah, like, I'm not a huge fan of that electronic dubstep sound, man. Like the I, one, the one before was a lot more. Like the thing I love about new metal is that it's rap and metal, rock metal, metal rock, glam rock, what? Shamrock, four leaf clover. I'm sorry. No, you're not. We're this still listening to it. This is. <laughs> I turned it off, Dave. To be fair. To be fair. <clears throat> there's no amount of cover of that song that will ever take away the track marks in my brain yeah, of it's... hearing it the original way a million times. Yeah, well, when you have So kids, it's like as soon as Yeah, it but you know what? I'm one like... of those weirdos that actually, like, I... It's because you don't have kids. Well, you do. I, I'm sorry, but I mean, like, little kids that came up listening to that listen uh... to it every See, single day. See, I, I lucked out. Frozen was before I met. Oh. So, like, I missed the Frozen era. <clears throat> It's crazy how far apart those two movies came out. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna not rant today about my. Because so I, I always say like my secret, like my 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 bink, my secret binky is kind of like the uh, Dominican pop music. Yeah, like I'm down with the Dominican sure. pop music. I think we talked about that yep. last week. My third secret binky is like Fergie. Disney anthems. So like Moana. Oh Moana. I actually like I like Moana. Like You're I welcome. can I can I can sing I can I can actually probably sing like all but even like going like back to like uh I don't think it's actually Disney, but like Five Goes West. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Dream the Dream. Mm hmm Yeah. That's a jam, dude. Dream. I have to I have dream a Disney playlist that I play with. In the dark uh, of the I'm night. Gonna be, I'm gonna be ten thousand percent honest with you, okay? I went and saw Moana in theaters mm -hmm. by myself. I like Moana. I thought it was very good. <laughs> it's a, and that song is great. The excuse. How was, far? How far will I go? Mm -hmm. How far will you go? <laughs> I wasn't I'll, I'll go like I'm. I'm telling you, like so, like the Disney thing. So the fact that anybody does anything like Frozen, like become like betraying the martyrs. That's a very heavy version of those. It's a very heavy version, and you know what? I actually only liked the first minute of it. That was weird. Did your computer just die? Nope. Scared the We're still going. Academy. I've heard that noise before, and it's usually yeah. bad. Yeah. Nope. We're still right. alive. So, right, gentlemen, like, <laughs> oh yeah, good. I'm done. What? Dave. Take us home, buddy. 
before this train becomes an airplane. Well, kids, that's it for us here at Heavy Metal Over Six Pack Airlines. It <laughs> <laughs> got me. I was like, <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a Maybe minute. one day. We're not a plane. <laughs> the only place where you can find local, national, and international rock, metal, beer, and Disney reviews. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for oh, us, kids. God, such we will a continue arguing into the night long after these microphones are off. Thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you again next week. Hit us up on our socials. Let us know what you think. Tell us who is wrong. Tell us among the three of us I'm which wrong. one of us is wrong. I, I hope it's me so I can talk wrong. trash back. I actually challenge all of you to listen to the discrepancies and tell Dave to fuck off. Remember, yeah. it's a trash can, not a trash can't. Ah. Don't ever forget see? that. Ooh. Like what you did there. Mm-hmm. Peace. See ya. Chicken grease. That is the end of this episode. Thank you for tuning in to another exciting episode of Heavy Metal Over a Sick Pack Podcast. Marcus, Dave, and Anthony signing off. Check out the podcast at hmoa6pack.automatic.net. Email hmoa6pack at gmail.com. Like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.